0: We take a single episode of a science fiction TV series and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. This is the Fusion Patrol podcast. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm Simon. And tonight we are talking about the Kolchak, the Night Stalker episode, The Spanish Moss murders A series of gruesome deaths accompanied by quantities of Spanish moss leads Kolchak on the search for a killer. The trail leads to Chicago's community of street musicians, but the chief suspect has an ironclad alibi. He's been asleep as a test subject for weeks. The people are being killed off by the Parméfe, a Cajun boogeyman called forth from the sleeper's subconscious mind and now that it knows Coljack knows about it carl is the next on the list to die okay Ooh. i'm gonna i'm gonna posit uh i'm just gonna posit an idea here before we before we go into our usual what do you think etc i'm just gonna posit the thought here is this so far the most x files like episode we've seen
1: My mind was running along similar kind of lines because you've got that kind of um, almost quasi-spiritual aspect, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. that uh, pops up in the X-Files. And it's not that Kolchak isn't already kind of deep into that territory with things like all the voodoo stuff that's been going on. But it's that, I guess it's that combination of the sciencey stuff which i'll come back to but the 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 narcolepsy research um with this idea that it has produced this independent entity um which uh is is almost a a kind of created by the power of its own mythos if that makes sense
0: yeah that that's that's kind of my thought here is like i uh, actually i found it more satisfying in some ways, because it gives me a little more room to buy off on <laughs> than than just the standard "oh, it's a vampire" kind of thing. I don't know. Anyway, so what did you think of the yes. episode as a yeah. whole? I, I mean, I I like that
1: aspect of it. Um, the the science of it is something that I want to come back to, but uh, that you know that's that's perhaps a detail. I think over overall, I'm kind of getting this thing with kolchak now that it's probably just on the acceptable side of of formulaic um i i know i complained a bit at the beginning that every episode was basically the same plot and now they're pulling out some interesting stories to weave through the standard kind of kolchak kolchak shtick if you like mm-hmm. um you know, Kolchak picks up a story uh, which appears to be a straightforward story, goes in a noise, a shouty police captain, turns out to be a bit more than just a straightforward thing. There's some supernatural element to it. Goes in annoys Vincenzo, a uh, bit of ensemble stuff, and now they're kind of reaching a bit to find something for the old ensemble to do. And uh, all ends up with him usually uh, making a stake out of something and killing Richard Keel.
0: I was a but, little bit. <laughs> yeah, you noticed it was Richard Keel again. Uh, <laughs> I, I was a little annoyed that it was a stick. I have to admit. I, I,
1: I well, I, I did. I did think, yeah, you know, if you want, if you want to stick a monster with a stake, Colchak's your man, because he's got some experience. That's true. That's true. I, I
0: did a little. I did a little research a, a while back, and I could swear. I could swear I found a very, very brief bit of information on the Parme Fay as as an actual sort of it is a sort of legend. Yeah. Um, when I went back to do that search again, um, all I got was people going, "I don't think this is real. I think they made this up for Col And I could not really? find it this time. And it, maybe it's okay. a difference in spelling. Because I know I found it It wasn't much It wasn't much information Uh, Parméfe is Father of all evil In French Or some variation of that And it's kind of another name What I got the first time through Is it's kind of another name for the devil That Yes Yeah Or Yes I mean it's
1: it's it's a It's a Regardless of whether it's a Kolchak Invention or not It's a it's a variant isn't it on something a, a kind of standard myth they even say it's you know what mothers tell their kids to scare them into behaving themselves yeah but I have to say if it's made up for Kolchak it it I I, I found it's sort of suitably it, it fitted the kind of Kolchak thing of this is again part of the part of the formula which is there is some kind of uh, myth that is in some way embodied or realized, and kolchak has to do a bit of research on that in order to find out how it is you defeat this particular mythical boogeyman yeah
0: and i and I like that it's not it's not a big one i mean it's it's not you know those vampire werewolf zombie it's it's the it's a a lesser tier creature. So it it can be more interesting.
1: yeah. Or or rather, it it doesn't need to be a lesser-tier creature. It doesn't need to be a high-tier creature because it's actually the sleep story that is interesting Mm -hmm. here. It's the fact that this thing... It's not just something that is a mythical thing turning out not to be a mythical thing. It actually is a mythical thing. It never was real until this crazy bit of sleep research suppressed this man's dreams to the point where his subconscious somehow became embodied so it, it, it is purely the fact that he had this this uh, cajun upbringing and and was told these uh, either true or mythical myths uh, as a child that means that that was the shape of the monster but if he'd been uh, from somewhere else with some other culture and some other legend then it would have and 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 indeed if it had been someone else on whom some other story had made a deeper impression it would have been a different monster
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah that that part of it I, i i actually i really enjoyed this episode i i kind of vaguely recall not being a big fan of the episode from you know, when I'm kind of stacking them up in my mind, but when I was watching for mm-hmm. it this time, I was like, I'm really enjoying this one. I am. <clears throat> well, things. I'll tell you one, I'll tell oh, you. Ahead. I'll tell you one thing that, that, um, I noticed about this
1: episode was not, not so much the story, which I thought was good, but not the best we've had, but the fact, and, 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 you know, I've mentioned how it, st- it this one comes very close to being the formula. And for me, more than the fact that it, it is a reasonably interesting story, but for me more than that is the fact that it is actually really quite well done, and it even it, it it also it almost dares to send itself up in in point. So the dialogue, the 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 kind of the photography is quite imaginative. There's a there's a pretty decent score running through it, mm-hmm. and um, in fact, it's not even always the dialogue because some of it's just in the direction, like the. Um, the the non-verbal change with the police photographer when he gets on the scene and he's there taking the photos and the police photographer's there taking the photos and he gives him a look mm-hmm. and Kolchak just looks back at him and it's a really nice moment um
0: uh, yeah and so you mentioned the photography which you will know, we'll follow for the director really the shots of the creature in glass particularly mm. for the first girl were very effective yes you know that was that's that's not just yeah, I wish your, they could have stuck to that, not yeah, not just your creature in the dark that you can't kind of see to try to hide how bad the costume is, but there's that aspect of it, and then it's reflected, so you don't know where it is either, and my only complaint there is that the woman, the first time when she sees it in the cabinet the yeah the the windows of the cabinet or whatever it was, um you know she turns and heads a different direction, good thinking. But the next time she sees it out by the car I'm not sure that that was the right thing to do Was to just decide to walk off down the dark streets But No, possibly not But, but, uh, you know, so there was a sort of disconnect between I see the thing in reflected behind me So I'm going to head in what's probably the direction Where the reflection's coming from that was, but 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 anyway, a creepy shot, yeah. a very creepy it was, shot. I, I
1: thought I thought that sequence started better than it concluded. Um, it was it was it was it was going creepy, and then it kind of got out of mesh with the the voiceover a bit. So you you got Kolchak saying she was about to die <laughs> before yeah. you actually see. What what happens and the death is then somewhat underwhelming because you, you as soon as you see a bit more of the monster it's it's far as, as ever it's far less effective.
0: They were a little bit. I mean, they they do really like Kolchak's commentary, cynical if you will, commentary on on people's deaths. Like in that case, it was the she was hoping to get there for the family gathering. They gather the family did gather, but for. A funeral, or however he yeah. phrased it. And it's, um, which I guess in narration, it's a little over the top, but I could see somebody, I could see somebody typing that up in a novel. I could, I could definitely see them being, you know, the writer being very proud of that. And that's kind of like, I like that line. I'm keeping that one. So, <laughs> I,
1: yeah. And you can see Kolchak, you know, being a bit proud of himself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't think I'm ever going to warm to the, the narration as a as a as a framing device, particularly those sequences where he sets up all the background to it without you ever kind of finding out how he knew. Well, actually, in this case, to be fair, you do find out how he knew about the connection because he discovers it in the pathologist's
0: files. So um, I want to bring this up because. One of the criticisms that you have leveled throughout the series has been that Kolchak doesn't do much reporting work, but I thought he was doing a better job at it in this episode. Yes, and and we were yeah, getting some I, explanations I, 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 like you couldn't find him. You can't find this in a, you can't find Latin names in the dictionary. So then you have to go to, 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 to this. So I mean, he was doing stuff. No, I made a note. Of, I made a note of the fact that he actually was going to go
1: and interview eighteen Michelle Kellys, which you know. Is legwork so?
0: Yeah, not 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 legwork we want to see until you get to the right Michelle Kelly. But yeah, Uh, no, I'm
1: not. I'm 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 not. I'm not wanting to see all the boring bits of his job. I just want to make sure that he's doing them. (laughs) But but I mean, even then, the kind of thing I'm complaining about is much more the fact that he's extremely abrasive towards people who should be sources, like um, when Mad Dog is is actually being incredibly incredibly reasonable and. Very much treating a journalist as you would expect a sane and sensible police officer who recognises both um, the power and the value of the press to do. He's still very in his face and and uh, trying to rile him. Yes, he was. And, and 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 the the guy who the guy in the lab who he thinks is his friend, he lets his tyres down. <laughs> so mind you, for a purpose in that case. So maybe
0: it's kind of interesting that that. <sighs> You know, my first thought in that scene was, so Kolchak goes into, the, goes into the press thing. He's trying to get there first. He says that in his narration. I was hoping to get there first, but no hope of that. They're already basically done, um, or at least revealing the information to the other press members. And when everybody decides to leave, Kolchak hangs back, walks straight into the lab, gives the guy the story about how some kids let his tires out, and then starts digging around in the files fine i thought that was an on the spur of the moment kind of thing but then later when mad dog is talking to him and says you let the air out of his tires that means he planned that before he went in and he could have been there first if he hadn't spent the time letting the tires down that's right that's right that part was a little bit i i was i was fine with kolchak lying about the tires yeah I'm less fine about the fact that he did let the air out of the guy's tires assuming that he really did
1: yeah i, I think i mean, he did, but i i can believe he did though of course it could be mad dog just <laughs> right throwing it throwing accusations at him at that point
0: yeah so let's talk about mad dog um, oh yeah the formulaic police captain from the earlier ones whereas we've got yet another policeman this time he's got an interesting, an interesting quirk. He's been to therapy and he's in the I'm OK, you're OK crowd. What did you think of that? Well, this is what I mean about
1: they're actually they're starting to send themselves up because obviously we have had these police captains who enter into long and uh, un, unvarying shouting matches with Kolchak. Um, and here's someone who behaves, as I said, in a very, very sane and sensible manner, as you would expect a kind of intelligent, modern police captain to do. But, of course, it turns out to be because he's been to therapy and then the joke is later in the episode he kind of ramps up and and, uh, gets into the yelling. So, I mean, I, 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 I like the nod to the fact that they have all these shouty police captains and now
0: they're actually starting to take the piss out of themselves for it yeah that's kind of my that's kind of my impression is that they're they're trying to come up with variations on the theme that are amusing because how how many times can we I would still love to see the same police captain more than once yeah yes I've had a lot better feeling about that. But, uh, yeah. They got a lot of police captains in Chicago. And they got a lot of crime. The other thing I liked about it was that the cops were on it. They tracked down the yes. suspect. They knew... Yeah. You know, yeah, they-
1: I mean, in fairness to Mad Dog, apart from being, you know, this this comedy captain in therapy character, he's actually a... I mean, like I say, when when... when <laughs> He's not letting Kolchak get to him. He behaves in a very logical way that is going to advance his interests and the interests of the job. And even when he is getting angry with Kolchak, he doesn't actually let that get in the way of doing the job and listening to Kolchak, where Kolchak isn't talking complete nonsense. Mhm. Mhm.
0: And yeah, the police actually came off pretty well in the episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. So the woman is killed at the beginning. She's crushed. They think it's a hit and run auto. Well, I mean, why not? You know, I mean, the, 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 the wounds are not indicative of, you know, it's not like there's fang marks and it's just a crushed chest cavity. And you find somebody in a street at night dead, nothing other than what appears to be a trauma to the chest. I, I could kind of see the police making that initial assessment.
1: The fact but then that they I, also make the connection Correct they did It's because not
0: Kolchak leading them to it It's Kolchak getting that from them That's right So the police did You know when the next one comes along Somebody saw that and made note of it I mean not necessarily that they reopened the girl's case But And maybe they should have But at least that data was there They were collecting it And they did lead themselves back to the sleep lab um, Without Kolchak's help Mm-hmm. So yeah, all, all that, all that was good. It's just down to the point where, okay, now we have to go out and they get a gumbo stick and and poke it, and <laughs> and and that's and that was my comment about the, the steak. If they made this up, if they if they made this mythology up just for this episode, the fact that they picked basically the vampire death technique. You know, there's the, the, so many things they could have come up with that they could have done instead of stake him, and and it would have been even better if he if he had to stake him. But in fact, Kolchak just kind of poked him with a <laughs> with a stick, and I guess yes. it's the magical properties that made it. I guess it killed itself because it assumed that it had been stabbed by the thing that would kill it, and so therefore it, it psychosomatically died on its own. <laughs> From that. But
1: well, no, well, no, because if it had been if it had been psychosom- psychosomatically created to be vulnerable to being poked by the gumbo stick, then that would be an integral part of its physiognomy when I it guess. made. But as you say, it, it, making it up, you could have made anything else, but you would have had to make it something that would be viable in a sewer,
0: a very well lit sewer.
1: Yes, I've got that note. Especially when the costume is that. Is it? But even just, even just, you know, every six foot, you've got a, a, a light that's on all the time. Yeah. <laughs> for the benefit of um, who exactly?
0: I'm not sure, and I'm guessing that light would be shining up from the manhole cover holes all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that that part did kind of bug me a little bit. He's got that little tiny flashlight that he's carrying, and, and it is easy to forget how pathetic flashlights were in the 1970s but you know still that's a that's a that's his but even uh, it's as bad as his camera in terms of just it's just inadequate to the job but then he goes down in the sewers and it's just all beautifully lit (laughs) atmospherically but but beautifully lit uh down there and that's the cleanest sewer uh yeah (laughs) I, I'm I'm always impressed that whenever you go on a TV show or a movie, that sewers are always very clean, and that people apparently are more than willing to submerge themselves to get away from. Hmm. Yes, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one, but at least he looked pretty gross and dirty at the end when he was at the hospital. I, I, I have no idea where he was or what he was doing.
1: I mean, at the opening, I, I may I, this may not be the fault of their makeup so much as me just not paying enough attention it looked like soot all over him I assumed he'd been in a fire
0: it does look I like didn't soot. assume
1: it was the other thing um.
0: <laughs> well put well put the other thing yes um sewage water uh yeah all right I yeah I think that's a failure of just the either the makeup department or yeah we can't do that on tv <laughs> <laughs> we can't make this look like what it's supposed to be. So we're just going to make it look like he's been through a lot and and go from there. Um, let's see. What have I got? So the whole uh, Spanish moss, um, just the idea of the Spanish moss. Um, I kind of, I, I like the fact that, you know, they've got something there that they can't find in Chicago. Yeah.
1: um well it adds it adds some verisimilitude to this possibly fake myth and connects it i mean I' have no idea about Spanish moss, but if that's what you find in the swamps of the south or whatever then it it makes sense that it should form part of a
0: no oh, swamp monster myth, yeah
1: yeah a myth yeah exactly it would it would work its way into into local stories so
0: so then here's my question and I we'll we'll not have an answer to it but i'm just gonna pose it out there when this man creates this creature out of his out of his subconscious it, it, is he is he materializing it out of thin air or is it because i kind of now, you know, you mean is he through, animating
1: moss or something is he
0: animating moss that's right or or is he well, that <laughs>
1: didn't occur to me i- I have to say, I just assumed that it was somehow drawn from thin air or
0: yeah i I don't know I think you're right because in this episode she i this time through I heard the the botanists say, "Nope, I inventory the moss every morning, and it's all there, yeah. which yeah. Is an interesting thought. Um, I oh, yeah. all the plants. It's very the exciting,
1: being a botanist. <laughs> so
0: they go around, count the leaves. Okay, we got all the moss. Yes, yeah, so. but I have forever. When watching this, I have just always in my mind put that this is a lump of Spanish moss that this guy has animated, and I'll be able to say it isn't. So, it is curious. No, I mean
1: I, the costume looks a bit like. It's just a load of Spanish moss that's been animated. When I mean, when you see it in the well-lit sewers in the in the street in the openings,
0: I thought it might have been uh, Sweetums from the Muppets. It looks a bit like um, what do they call it? Uh, A ghillie suit. This is a a camo thing that looks like you're just draped in. Oh yeah, draped in moss. Um, Yes, but uh, which I don't know if they had them back then, but that. You know, could be what it was. I, I think it I, I hate to say
1: anything rude in case the costume department had been spending weeks and weeks getting it right. I don't think they care but anymore. It does look a bit hasty.
0: It's, it's effective in the glass. And I think It it's, works. It's yes, it works. In effective, the glass. It was particularly effective when there's just one eye. Yes, the creature.
1: Um, it's very ineffective when there are a couple of little pink hands sticking out of it.
0: E- yes, that's that wasn't so good. Um, what's even the point? Why does it need hands? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why wouldn't they be mossy covered anyway?
1: Right. It's just it, going to cry. You know, it just needs limbs.
0: That was just in Richard Keel's contract. I want my hands visible. That's how I. <laughs> that's how I get my. Um, <laughs> Keep, so That way people can recognize me yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, it wasn't his teeth in those days
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, Richard Keel used to do It's kind of funny about that I, I had not really thought about it Because I think It's certainly not the first thing I'd ever seen Richard Keel in But it's the f- uh, Spy Who Loved Me or Moonraker But it's the first time I associated Richard Keel with Richard Keel in, in other words, there is an actor. He's playing Jaws. That's a big guy. Okay, he's a he's a weird looking killer.
1: Yeah, but more than just a big guy. I mean, yeah, quite
0: a sort of memorable character, Jaws. Yes, and then then going back and watching a lot of older television, which I grew up watching. I mean, he was a he was a prominent character in a few episodes of Wild Wild West, which is one of my all-time favorite shows. He was a henchman to, to Dr. Loveless and some of the earlier ones. You got the midget, you got the giant, and completely forgot. And now, whenever they need a big guy, he's one of two or three that you'll see. Ted Cassidy is another one, and uh, um, Andre the Giant is another one. that. And I'm kind of surprised, because I just assumed that Richard Keel was a British actor. Because he was in Moonraker and they basically cast, you know, when they're casting people yeah. like that, they're usually yeah. casting from, from that side. But he's not. Yeah. he's He's been here and he's been at least, well, he was the Indian, obviously, and he's been uh, this creature. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be back in costume again uh, at, at some point as we go, if we haven't already seen him three times think of another one right off the top of my head but i'm sure he'll be back you know he's just he's just too handy to have somebody that big and anyway all right what else have we got
1: here well i i, I uh oh well I, I suppose i want to have a bit of a pick at the at the science of the sleep research okay. Well not actually not a pick at it it's more of a of a I, don't, I, I thought that that was really interesting. It was a really interesting area to go into and it stands up now when True. you, you know, if you're, if you're, if you want to look at an aspect, a, a really fundamental uh, area in which we still know very, very, very little, then sleep is a really, really good kind of bit of mystery to have a, a play about with. Mm-hmm. Um, and i don't recollect the x-files in its 100 and whatever
0: odd episodes doing sleep did sleepless. it do sleep sleepless ah. super soldiers who couldn't sleep
1: super soldiers flipping super soldiers i wiped them oh from my yeah mind. not
0: not those super soldiers uh, Oh, okay there was a, there was an earlier episode there was a platoon of Vietnam vets who had had the sleep center of their brain removed and they had never slept since the Vietnam war. And one of them, the preacher developed the ability to kill people with his mind. Ah, ah, okay.
1: Okay. So I've, I've, I have, I have forgotten that. And, but, but that, that absolutely makes sense because it's the kind of thing where you think, how could they, how could they miss out something like this? But it is, it is a really, really interesting area to go into. And I liked I liked, in theory, what they were doing with it. I just felt like we could have had a little bit more explanation. So, for example, when the doctor is saying he's been a, a asleep for six weeks and he's not been allowed to dream, Kolchak asks, why? I think the que- the, que- the question I want to know straight away is, how? How do you stop someone from dreaming? Mm. Couldn't we just have had some kind of... Uh, pseudo explanation of what was going on there
0: I don't know if it's a real thing I, I'm, I'm going to pretend but I, I'm not sure it's a real thing but there have been a couple of other science fiction shows about that time that use the term Russian sleep and it is electrical stimulation of a certain area of the brain to keep someone asleep now whether or not that's something they made up because um, we could probably look it up. But, um, uh, you know, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't take much. Wouldn't take much to explain that. I mean, they've got the guy wired up with electrodes. All, all they have to do is say, you know, we're stimulating this portion of his brain that prevents him from waking up or yeah. prevents him from going into REM yeah. sleep.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm only expecting Kolchak levels of uh, authenticity here, but it's, it's just, it seems, it strikes me as something. And also the, the six weeks thing. I mean, it, the, all sorts of questions immediately arise in my mind about, um, you know, what's, what's, what's the, what's the previous longest period and, and what were the results from that? And, and why is this important? And also, what about all the ethics stuff? and come to that when the police turn up and try and uh, insist that he's woken up. How come there's no University Ethics Committee approval to go through at that point? Because I know we're talking about 40 years ago or whatever, but I can't believe that there wouldn't have been um, some fairly stringent processes to uh, to uh, make sure that the, the the guy's interests were being looked after. And uh that appropriate consent was in place. Oh, we didn't
0: have that in the nineteen seventies. They didn't oh, well, they didn't do that.
1: <laughs> I think I think there were ethics committees. Um I mean it's I it's particularly relevant true. because when they wake him up he dies. So, you know, they have they've taken a risk and
0: He was a volunteer. He he was he, he volunteered, he knew the risks, probably. I don't know i don't know um <laughs>
1: i'm not i'm not i'm not saying it should it was something that should have been dwelt on extensively but uh you know the odd no the odd nod here or there to to what was going on with that would have been good
0: i i did appreciate the doctor's line which i thought was meant to cover that up uh to kolchak it's like this is why i hate explaining things to laymen. yeah <laughs> yes so there's and, uh, yes there's kind that, of a little that gloss over good. it yeah um, and so, and uh, the, let me the, this question: and it, th-
1: that whole thi- I mean, there's another thing where I th- think that the episode did really well was, you know, when you've got a formula show like this, it it survives on the on the kind of mm, guest characters. And the doctor was was terribly good. I thought, you know, I tried to be a nice guy. How's that working out? Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: <laughs> he was an interest. Why did he put up with Kolchak? Uh, there were a couple times there were. I, I, I have a theory, but I'm I'm just curious if you had any thoughts on it. Cause
1: it seems like I didn't, should... he didn't he didn't put up with Kolchak, but he put a, he didn't not put up with him. If you see what I mean, until he actually became a nuisance. So he was willing to tolerate him? Hmm. He was interested in him maybe when he thought he was going to write a story about his research, but when he became a nuisance because he was. Obviously lying and he could see straight through Kolchak's rather feeble attempt to, to, um, pull the wool over his eyes. He straight away called for security.
0: Yeah. But then later on he came back and it wasn't, wasn't immediately get security. I, 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 here's, here's a thought that came to my mind watching through it this time. There is an obvious tip off of impropriety going on. When he, when Kolchak first walks in, that there is something going on between the professor and his lab assistant. Oh. Cause he's holding her hand, and, and, and when Kolchak walks in, you know, she pulls back, he lets go, and <sighs> Kolchak goes, Oh, excuse me, pardon me, something. And I just kind of halfway wonder if the. That's the what perf- he means
1: by I try to be a nice guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Well, I also kind of wonder if, if that means the scientist is like, Yeah, I'm going to humor this guy a little bit more because. He's got something on me. Yes. Maybe.
1: I don't know what he saw.
0: So, yeah, I just, I, it's just, it was an odd, every once in a while, Kolchak puts in these sort of odd little moments that don't really advance the story in any way, shape, or form. I don't know what that was supposed to inform the audience about, other than, well, okay, this guy's probably doing something with his lab assistant, not the one who was killed. Maybe it was with the one who they killed. I don't know. Maybe both. Um but it really doesn't go anywhere and nothing really happens because of it. It just seems to be a little character moment or something that they've, they've thrown in there. I think it's for a joke. I I, I think it's just a, a, you know, a little bit more of that little sly humor that they're in injecting into the story. Um, But
1: I think that that is what they're getting better at. They're getting better at the characters. So the characters have a little bit more um, depth might be overstating it, but a little bit more to them. And certainly a lot more internal logic in the way that they behave. So you and I having this discussion about, you know, was was he giving Kolchak a bit of slack because he was worried that he'd seen something is not a conversation we would have had about many of the characters in the earlier stories. Mm-hmm. But this guy and, and uh, you know, the, the, the police captain, they make him, they, they, they do the comedy stuff that they like to do, but they do it in a way that still makes him a serious you know he's doing a job in a in a sensible way and he behaves logically and the story makes sense as a result of the fact that all of these characters are following sensible internal motivations Mm -hmm. and even even you know even the character comedy is is coming from now is coming from what we've what we've already got From the from the character. So the the ensemble was really, you know, they would it was a it was one of these contractual obligation scenes. It did feel like Vincenzo's speech, because otherwise they wouldn't have been in the episode. And um, uh, Miss Evangeline or
0: Emily. Emily. Emily,
1: Miss Emily, she doesn't even say anything. But uptight's line even the pate seemed lacklustre, made me hoot. I thought that was brilliant because it was a very, it was like a very uptight line. When uptight first appeared as a character, I thought this guy is just here to be irritating. But now they're, they're, they're giving him lines that just, you know, that he, he, can, he can just pop up, give a line, and that's it for the episode. But you still think it's worthwhile. So they're definitely doing something right.
0: Well, what about Pepe uh, Pepe Shapiro.
1: Yes. Yeah. That was... No, another nice character.
0: It was. And I, and I thought his death at the hands of the monster was um, very effective. Because we didn't see it. I mean, not just because yes. we didn't see it, but because literally Kolchak is talking with him and walking with him, and then he's not there. <clears throat> that, that was so quick and so quiet that it it added a, it added a sense of menace in particular yes. that scene. And then when Kolchak goes through the fence and he's in that back, that back alleyway and he gets up and, and we just see the, the shadow move across the foreground, um, you know, very well done. The, the cinematography and, and just the, the way they built that up, that's really well done because you, you have to be thinking, at least I was, Kolchak could have been killed at any moment there. He was at yeah. a complete and absolute disadvantage and, and, Could have been killed. It's just that he wasn't a threat or on the guy's radar at that time. And so uh you know, that's that's one of those scenes where when you get to the end of it, you kind of look back on it and go, He was in a lot more danger than we thought Mm -hmm. at that moment. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever had a situation like that where you've done something and then when you get to the end of it, you realize you didn't realize all the factors that were going on and what was happening there. And you were actually a lot in a lot worse. And and that's exactly what the effect was for me when he, uh, when that creature walked by at the end, it was like, Oh, he easily, easily could have been dead there. And that, that was, uh, you know, he wasn't in danger, but he was. So, uh, yeah. Pepe, uh, was it Maury, Maury Shapiro? came to chicago to join the mobs but he didn't make the height requirement yeah (laughs) (laughs) i love the line i love the line um let's see oh i'm going to say that i did a quick little bit of google searching for russian sleep and i found something on snopes and i'm not gonna Uh bother to read it but apparently there is an article that's going on about the Russian sleep experiment, which is something to do where in the 1940s, five people kept awake for 15 days using some sort of a gas experiment in Russia. Now, um, which would be exactly the opposite of whatever I'd ever heard about Russian sleep, which was keeping them done uh, underneath. And Snopes is like, this is totally false. Okay. But there's also, I don't know things happening and stuff so it's it is like a horror story and they're attributing it to 2010 but i can say for a fact that i've heard russian sleep back to space 1999 so 74 so Mm -hmm. there is something else out there i'm gonna have to
1: and this is 74 isn't it
0: it is about the same time 74 75 yeah so yeah
1: but i mean i mean it, the the uh, the opposite is it's not like we don't have people kept in a coma or whatever there are there are there are ways of suppressing consciousness that we know it, it was it was the it was the type of sleep and controlling the type of sleep that i thought was interesting um and and you know just just the whole the whole science of what they were what they were hoping to to discover but um but i take your point that uh, this is why i don't like talking to laymen is a good sort of get out get out of jail free card with that one
0: and the guy was a narcolep narcoleptic yeah he was a narcoleptic so he did have yes. some sort of a sleep disorder we could also make up
1: but why on earth would keeping him asleep to- for six weeks tell you anything about his narcolepsy i have no idea but then yeah. I'm a layman.
0: Right. There you go. Mm. <laughs> was able to just go right off, the, right off the bat. I also thought the disposition of the scientist at the end um, was a strange coda. Um, yes. That he shaved his beard off and went back to be in the family. Was it furniture business? Shoe business? Or something shoe like, repairs or shoes, something, something? Yeah, like, yeah it was shoes or furniture. And again, Kolchak... Just having killed the monster, sitting in the hospital, covered in sewage water, dictating this into the recorder, knows what happened to the scientist. That he's left and... It's like... Just like in The Werewolf, where they were talking about all the treatment and whatnot that these people happen when he's still right there on the boat, or next to the, the boat. So, a little bit lost on their synchronizing of time there, but I guess...
1: Well, they like they're like their opening and closing framing, don't they? So they, do. they want they they want to use it as a way of foreshadowing. But they can't they can't have their cake and eat it.
0: Yeah. I mean I d I do. don't mind that they close out the story with a little bit of what happened. Like with what happened to the scientist afterwards, but um, and and I think that proves that he did not go up in front of an ethics committee because they just didn't have one. He just go back into the shoe business. So,
1: <laughs> well, maybe that was to avoid the ethics. Could, committee. I suppose it could be. Um, I have got nothing else. Um, Neither have I.
0: Uh, oh, I do have the the note here about Salvador Dali's bar mitzvah photo, describing. Call. I was. I will. I will bring this up so he got that picture of the creature walking by and he took it back and he developed it himself which we're still on that whole combination of which is it does kolchak do his own developing or does he have to have somebody do it for him but okay he does his own developing and he pulls the picture out and while he's shaking the picture around i'm thinking you know something they're not going to show us that picture this is going to be another one of those ones where they keep the picture that we don't ever get to see, and Kolchak's looking at it, and he's showing it to people, and people are going, ah, it looks like mud. Um, and then they show us the picture. And we get a nice, clear, clean shot of that picture, which was truly no resemblance to anything I could figure out whatsoever. <laughs> yes. It looked like a a, a trapezoid, black, stuck-on stuff. <laughs> i i i even freeze framed it for a while and just stared at it i'm like okay this this isn't even even kolchak wouldn't show that to somebody and say look i saw the monster it's just and yet he does and yet he does and
1: and it does i mean his photography is obviously still terrible in their reaction saying it's a bit blurry but uh what we were looking at yes i had no idea <laughs>
0: Okay, well, that's it for the uh, the moss, Spanish moss murders. Next time, when we look at Kolchak, we will be looking at the episode, The Energy Eater. Okay. Sounds exciting. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, yum, Simon. Yum. A pleasure, as always. And listeners, I do hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. Fusion Patrol is a Lone Locust production like us please consider becoming our sponsor at patreon.com slash fusion patrol we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on itunes stop by and visit us at our website FusionPatrol.com. search for us on facebook under fusion patrol check out our twitter handle at fusion patrol or just send us an email at feedback at fusion please come join the conversation our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf.